We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Monday, the 18th day of April, the year of our Lord, 2022. I am Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you today? It's good to see you. Yeah, healthy, alive. Yeah, doing well. Last night was a fantastic weather night. Oh, it was so lovely having a, a, another 40 degree temperature night. Uh-huh. Um, I, we're starting Fahrenheit. to get into the war. Right. As in Fahrenheit, yeah. 40 uh-huh. degree Fahrenheit. Um, it, it It's one of those nice pool nights one of the last few you get before summer kicks in and then you have 80 degree nights uh-huh i got a new book in today that i sh- i showed you didn't i yeah i did i, I got a new book in this is yeah yeah and i'm i'm very excited about this book um i'm going to recommend this book i haven't delved into it completely yet oh my goodness i just randomly open up to a page and i get a recipe for marinated jerky yeah mm. this book uh is something that was recommended to me last week and i have been recommending it to other people i put my order in as soon as i heard the recommendation because i trust the person that recommended it to me and it is called the encyclopedia of country living now there are two kinds there is an illustrated version and there is a non-illustrated version i personally like the illustrated version so that's the one that i got and it's 20 bucks on amazon i'll say it again the illustrated encyclopedia of country living. This is your internet when the internet is gone. This will tell you absolutely everything you need for living without the internet and living off the grid. This will tell you everything. Even if you're in a position right now where you're not really prepared, this will tell you how to deal with those situations. It'll tell you how to can. It'll tell you how to grow food. It'll tell you how to store food. It'll tell you how to prepare for things. It'll tell you how to raise animals. It'll tell you how to make your own clothes if you have to. It'll tell you how to make tea. It'll tell you how to do first aid. Uh, I mean, just everything. Absolutely everything. Uh, It'll tell you how to make cheese, how to keep... uh, what, What did I say? Did I say keep animals? How to raise rabbits, start a vineyard, plant trees, how to harvest... I mean, everything. There's absolutely everything you need in here. And there is an illustrated guide so you can see it for yourself. There's step-by-steps and it's fantastic. I, I highly recommend it. If you're looking for something that will help you prepare for the hard times we have ahead and something that will help you and your family, again, the Encyclopedia of Country Living, $20, 20 euros, 20 pounds, whatever on Amazon. Pick it up. It's well worth it. Please pick it up. Anyway, that's enough about that. Oh, man, that's a big book. It's about a thousand pages. It's a lot of knowledge for 20 bucks. You're not going to get that anywhere else. Um, that That's a lot of knowledge. Uh, and it may just save you or your family's life. But anyway, so uh, where should we start today? Should we start with the let, you want to do New York first and then we'll go to like uh, Twitter and uh, and we'll we'll go down the road from there. Where do you want to start? Yeah, New York's fine. Yeah. New York. Let's start All there. Right. I mean, we, we okay. it did. It was, you know, kind of in the news lately. With, yeah, um, yeah, it was. Yeah, what happened on there? Uh, okay, so guy shot up the uh, shot up the subway, uh, injured five people. I don't think I don't think anybody died, did they? I, I don't think so. Just uh, there was a few that were critically injured, but I don't think anyone's oh. died. Yeah. Okay. Suspect Frank James is set to face a federal court on Thursday for allegedly turning a New York rush hour commute into a bloody terror. Allegedly, mm. I mean, he's alleged. Mm-hmm. Alleged. Mm-hmm. He's been arraigned on uh, on a terrorism charge. He's been charged with terrorism. Okay. He, yeah, he was uh, he was arrested after a thirty hour citywide manhunt for him. Thirty hours. It took thirty hours to to catch this guy. Thirty hours when they knew who he was before. Took him 30 hours to catch this guy. The FBI has been tracking him since, what was it, like 2019 or something like that? Or maybe that's when they stopped tracking him, which is ironic because the videos that he was posting uh, were very clearly extremist views. Yeah, yeah. We saw some of them. We saw the ones where he was walking down the streets in New York, just going at everybody, calling everybody every derogatory name you could think of. And then what he was talking about on his uh, his Facebook videos. Yeah, uh, that's that's pretty clear where the man stood. But wouldn't you know it? 
All right, now take a listen to this. The MTA, the Metro Transit Authority, okay, that's the that's the group that runs the subway system, the public transport in New York, okay? Great people at the MTA. They have 10,000 security cameras, okay? 10,000. I want you to think about this. They have 10,000 security cameras. Those 10,000 security cameras cover a total of 472 subway stations in New York. Every single one of those 10,000 cameras were operational with the exception of the three that they needed to catch the suspect on. What are the odds that those three were down? Does this does this smell like Jeffrey Epstein to you? The whole thing with, with Epstein? Is that, is that, you getting that vibe? Yeah. I, I kind of, but at the same time, it, it kind of, it also bears, did, did he, because he was, he was fairly planned in this. He dressed up as if he was a uh, um, transit authority, uh, he he or construction worker or something. I, I I've heard conflicting reports on that one, but whatever the case, he he dressed up. Um, he had fake credentials, uh, and then um, he had the other. He, he had the knowledge, the wherewithal to use a, a a smoke grenade. Supposedly, he had other explosive devices there. Now. It could have easily have been uh, explosive devices. It could have been those smoke grenades that have once they've done, you know, expelling the smoke. They look like a depending on what type it is. It may look like a pipe bomb. It may look like, you know, something like that. So it's possible that's all it was. But he he had pre-planned this. So would it be possible that he went in and disabled those cameras at some point? That's possible. It's possible, but is it likely? I don't know. No. I don't know. I, I I seriously doubt it. I seriously doubt it because After those the, cameras. I mean, they. Yeah, you can't just like those cameras are. They they have to be able to put up with New York abuse. And most of them are. Uh, if it's the the type I'm thinking of, they're usually like bulletproof or bullet resistant. Typically, um, yeah. they're they're really strong. Yeah, yeah, they're behind the, uh, the, the plexiglass. Yeah, yeah. The problem I have with this is we just came off the heels of the Gretchen Whitmer trials and how uh, the kidnapping uh, suspects, basically, they were all either acquitted or it was a hung jury. And the prosecution actually was able to keep the text messages between the federal agents and their handlers. They kept that from being entered into evidence. That was not allowed. And on top of that, those agents that were involved in the Gretchen Whitmer case that were over it were moved to Washington, D.C., promoted, if you will. And now they're heading up the January 6th investigations. Mission accomplished. Here's your promotion. Yeah. I, I think they seriously thought they had it in the bag and they had the narrative that they wanted and none of them were prosecuted. Um, they all were. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the closest to prosecution you had was a hung, the hung jury. But yeah, I don't believe that government was not involved in this. Unfortunately, that, that that's where we're at right now. The FBI has become it, it's just another political wing of the government, the, the militant wing of, of the political system. You know what I think is funny is we're seeing parallels. We're seeing parallels. When I say parallels, we're and the reason we're able to see the parallels is because I'm where I am geographically, and Bruce is where he is geographically. This gives us a unique perspective to see parallels in both countries. Now, this is fascinating if you think about it. You've got these issues that you're talking about now. So we've got this this latest shooting in New York. You've got the kidnapping, or excuse me, the supposed kidnapping of Governor Whitmer, right? All run by the FBI. By the way, what happened to those like six guys that they arrested and charged from the Patriot Front in the U.S.? What happened to that? You haven't heard anything else about that, have you? So they were headed up by an organization that was called the Patriot Three Percenters or something like that. It was it uh -huh. was very close to the Three Percenters that we are, we know. Okay, but it it had an extra name in front of that. Uh -huh. And it was a completely different organization. And, okay, it, right. and the leader of that organization was, wouldn't you know it, an FBI agent. An FBI agent. <laughs> uh -huh. uh -huh. These yeah. guys, you know, I, I remember I remember like 15 years ago, people were talking about all these groups. And I remember people saying back then, most of these guys are fair. <laughs> they just they go in there and they create these groups in hopes of sucking in like three or four morons and then demonizing the whole group and then taking everybody's rights away. Uh, and that's exactly what they do. But you look at the Gretchen Whitmer, the, the ones that were accused of, of going into kidnapping. When you 
go and find out what their lifestyle was, what what kind of a position they were in. They were not in a good position in society, if you will. They they were not. One guy was basically destitute and living in a basement of uh, of a um, as like a uh, warehouse or a, a store or something like that. And it was bad bad conditions. They're not uh, not trying to demean the guys, but like they're not like middle class or any of that. They're 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 not well off in society and they were just being exploited because of that position because they were not as accepted by society uh the fbi basically tried to exploit that and create Uh domestic terrorists isn't that kind of what i was explaining about these particular extremist groups as we were kind of prepping here before we started that fits the profile that's what they do that's what they do so when i was talking about parallels Last week, you had a major crime ring that was busted and a dark web marketplace that was shut down. It was called the, uh, I want to say it was like the Hydra store or something like that. Hydra marketplace, whatever it was. It was the second largest marketplace. It was like the the Silk Road 2.0, but it wasn't quite as extensive, you know, didn't have like all the drugs and everything else. But German authorities disrupted and brought that entire crime ring down. What's fascinating is, is that they took that based off of intelligence that they got from the United States, which... You know, I'm all for sharing information and everything and working together with uh, with other countries in, in criminal activity and things like that. But when you have Merrick Garland out there giving speeches on behalf of other nations and how you were able to work together to bring the things down that just so conveniently happen to be all the things that you're targeting, I find that awfully coincidental, don't you? This is the same intelligence organization that is actively claiming to be spreading lies about the whole Russian-Ukraine situation. Uh-huh. It's the same organization that's lying about stuff going on there. And they've admitted, yes, this information is not accurate. And they're the ones that sent the information about this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We're, we're uh-huh. supposed to believe you yes. uh, are, are good intended and, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't question it. You can't question it. Well, wouldn't you know it, right? Now, here's here's something else. And you pulled, you pulled something from a different news outfit than what I have on this case. German police. I think it may be a different case altogether. I'm not sure it's the same one. No, no, no. It's four people. It's same one. Same one. This one's 12. Oh, 12. Okay. All right. Well, maybe yeah. it's... Okay. All right. Well, well, we'll discuss both of them because it goes to... It's the same case, basically. Uh, yeah. German police have arrested quote, far-right extremists over plans to topple democracy. Topple democracy? Really? Now, mind you, this is coming from uh, the German outfit DW, which is basically like their CNN. I, have, I don't know, like 10,000 people watch it. Topple democracy? Democracy has been toppled over the last two to three years with COVID. Topple democracy? Boy, you people got a lot of nerve. Police have arrested four people suspected of involvement in plans to abduct the health minister and carry out bomb attacks. Oh, it is the same one. Yeah. They say the group aimed to create a civil war-like situation to topple democracy. Does this not sound like the Governor Whitmer case? It does. It does. Yeah. They, they took the same. It, it's almost like, you know, uh, you're, you're in class and you're, you're um, going to cheat off of someone else's paper. But, you know, you, you can't you can't copy word for word because then it would be obvious. Right. So you got to put your change own spin on it, your own yeah. flavor. Yeah. Change a little bit. Yeah. This is what they did. They just took the notes from someone else and and, and changed it a little bit to make it seem like it's their own. Yeah. And the, the thing is, is this organization that they um, uh, went after or the group, it, it they did say there was 12 people that were involved at their uh, at investigating or watching. Uh-huh. But there was yeah. four individuals that they arrested in this. So the police seized 22 firearms, uh, uh-huh. one of which was a Kalashnikov. Uh-huh. Um, for those that don't know, that's an AK along with hundreds of rounds of ammunition, thousands of euros in cash, and numerous gold bars uh-huh. and silver coins. Oh, goodness. Uh, they also found... You mean like these? Uh, forged. <laughs> yeah. You mean like yeah. these? I don't know if I'm going to be able to spend this because I, I don't think I'm going to be able to go to Canada anytime soon. But I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of relegated to just it, spend it there. It, yeah. I mean, it's still, it's, it's still accepted being as it's minted from there. But yeah. It is. Uh, they also found COVID-19 vaccination and test certificates oh. that were forged. Oh, so they were, oh, they were forged. Yeah, they were in the uh, forged document scene. Yeah, okay. Interesting isn't all that, all that is, Everything. we, we kind of, you, you mentioned this before, uh, like before we started, all of that stuff is uh, things that the Great Reset is going after. 
Exactly. Every single thing is what they're targeting to shut down all of it. Uh, same thing with the dark web. The problem is, is they can't shut down the dark web because they shut themselves down. They can't do that. If they shut down the dark web, then that means their people can't operate anonymously. Where do you think the dark web comes from? It comes from the United States. 90% of the dark web comes from the United States government. They fund it. They keep it operational so their people can operate anonymously. It's a double-edged sword. So it works with them and it works against them at the same time, but they can't close it down. Is it really is it really anonymous in that sense then? Think about no, it. Okay, no. think about it for a second. For 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 a second. Okay, so the Tor project. The Tor yep. project is basically you're you're being routed through someone else's computer basically right. and they're 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 a host if you will. And you're being routed through a bunch of different locations. Well, okay, let's say um you're I, I don't know, you're you're the government and you decide we're going to create the dark web. So you have a bunch of privately owned computers that are just, you know, all over the place that uh, that you happen to get filtered through and nothing is tracked, of course, because this is all private individuals. You know, it's kind of it's it's almost like a uh, a cryptocurrency, you know, how you do the blockchain and everything. It's almost kind of like that, right? And it gets fed around. Well, no. except everything's tracked because it, it's yeah, all you own everything yeah you can't like that's a, that's a whole nother, a whole nother conversation we could have about the dark web but you can be tracked on the dark web but you need to take steps if you go on it you need to take steps to make sure that you're not right i'll just leave it at that if anybody wants to and by the way it's not illegal for anybody to do that to surf the dark web it's not illegal now if you get into some business dealings over there a lot of that stuff's illegal i would advise against that now if you want to go over there and you want to cruise the dark web i mean facebook right facebook has a dark web address cnn abc cbs all, all the mainstream media networks they all have dead drops over there for journalists that want to leak things that are i, I don't know uh, anonymous confidential that kind of stuff that's what it's for that's another reason that it's for the cia they have their own website up over there because they need their people around the world, their operatives. They need to be able to contact back home and, and their people, their uh, their agents and things to be able to contact back home anonymously. Because if their cover gets blown in a foreign country, that's the end of them. So they've got to have that system. I understand it. It's kind of like uh, when you're in a, I don't know, a, a country that has a, a communist regime that has this thing called a great firewall and it's blocking all data going through it. Uh -huh. uh, the dark web would be a way to anonymously send in information to a news organization through back channels, if you will. So it, it gets yeah. through the firewall. Yeah. But back to this uh, back to this thing here. So th this case here in Germany, why is this important? Why, why is this important? The reason it's important is because they need to be able to go after and target their political opposition. They cannot do anything because their political opposition is not violent. They were counting on, I'm talking about the governments and the people that own the governments, Klaus Schwab and these people and, and the people that are above him. They were counting on the populations becoming violent, civil wars happening all over these nations, and they were going to be able to slam the chains down on everybody. That didn't happen. What do you have in Germany right now? COVID restrictions have been relaxed. Notice I didn't say removed. They've been relaxed. Even though there are no restrictions, COVID passports at the moment do not exist. Masking does not exist. Social distancing does not exist. Testing still exists, but only in certain cases. What has remained constant ever since those restrictions have been relaxed? Protests. They are still out there. The Germans are still out there. They are still marching. And now, now you've got all of a sudden, something that's given to the government on a silver platter of everything they need. Oh, here's a group that's going to kidnap the health minister. Here's a group that's going to bomb the infrastructure and, and, and shut down the electrical grid nationwide. Here's a group that's got gold coins and, and gold bars and, and, and silver coins. and Right, right. Here's a group that's got guns. Right, sure. Do you know how hard it is to get a gun over here? Now, mind you, they do have guns here, but... It's very, very difficult to get your hands on one illegally. You can. Of course you can. You can get your hands on guns illegally anywhere in the world if you've got enough money. You can. But are you seriously going to tell me that you're going to have a cache of weapons? You're going to have gold bars. You're going to have silver coins. You're going to have thousands of euros in cash. You're going to have plans and a plot to kidnap the health minister. And you're going to have plans and a plot to disrupt the national infrastructure grid, the power grid more specifically, when all of a sudden we're on the verge of, of massive cyber attacks, you're, you're telling me that, that this is all just, 
well, yeah, it's a good thing we caught all these people and it's a good thing we caught them now. This is exactly the Whitmer case, but with a couple added benefits. That's all it is. Now, they go on to say here that those arrested were German nationals linked to the COVID denier protest scene. Uh-huh. Really? <laughs> You've got doctors. You've got nurses. You've got firemen. You've got police officers. You've got entire families. And when I say entire families, you've got the mothers, the fathers, the sons, the daughters, the aunts, the uncles, the cousins, the nieces, the nephews, the grandparents. Everybody's out there protesting now. Everybody's out there walking peacefully in the streets here where I'm at in Germany. Everybody's walking peacefully in the streets and there's nothing that the system can do about it. They've got egg all over their faces for what they've done over the last two years. These are people that have lost generations of wealth that has been occurred in their families that cannot be recovered. It cannot be recovered. That money is not coming back. Those businesses that have been in people's families for five, six, seven, eight, nine generations, gone. And now, like, like the heavens had parted, and the, the, the great shining light has come down. Oh, look at everything that we need right here. <laughs> come on. You people, you can't even get something right and make it look halfway convincing. Do you remember, do you remember in the early days they tried to do this? They tried to blame law-abiding people. Do you remember they tried to do this in the early days here? They said, oh, uh, you see, someone tried to drive a car into the chancellor's office. And, uh, and, and while well, they didn't find anybody at the scene, well, the picture of the car was everywhere. It was everywhere. It was all over the thing. It was all over the TV, the newspapers, everything. It was all over the front page. Oh, look, some an extremist, uh, an anti-COVID protester drove a car into the chancellor's office. Well, that might have been nice and convincing if they hadn't used the same exact car seven years earlier. They, they didn't even bother to change the coat of paint on it. The same spray paint was on the side of it. My point is, is that these people in, in governments, I'm not, I'm not singling out one government here. I'm not singling out the, any European government or the American government or whatever. The fact is that, is that these people are desperate. They are desperate to try and do something to provoke a response from a peaceful populace. And it's not working. It's not working. So I, I don't know. We can kind of segue here to, uh, to what's going on in Shanghai, because I believe what's going on over there, and I got some audio, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, before we do, they're, yeah, they're also they're trying to pin this, uh, uh, in the individuals that they, they uh, apprehended here. They're also trying to pin them as, um, I'm, I'm probably going to skew the name on this, but it's uh, Reichsberger. I'm, I'm guessing, but it, yes, it's, yes, it, it yes. translates. Are, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those right are the ones citizen. that, yeah, yeah, those are the ones that walk around and think that they are the, you know what I mean? Yeah, the, the, yeah. Okay, they, they basically to summarize it, they don't recognize the government that formed after the Nazis and all of that. They don't yes. recognize that government. Yeah. Basically, you'll um, see them with their flags well, out there. Yeah, they're they're saying that um, this group was. For Vladimir Putin going in and usurping Germany again, you know, having it under the Iron Curtain. Because that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It, it that. <laughs> do you know what? Wait, do, do you know? Do you know one of the most commonly used phrases that I've heard from people since I've been here? And mind you, this is and I, I have a lot of Russian friends here. Uh, and that is we just don't want the Russians to come back. That's all. We just don't want the Russians to come back. And you know what? Yeah. The polls. The polls say the same thing. We don't want to deal with the Russians anymore. We've had enough of that. We don't want to. We, yeah. we don't want to. We don't want to go back to the killing and everything like we had in the Second World War. There was no need for that. So you want that again? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I I don't think so. But the other thing that I think this is important to note is they're trying to associate this group with the Ukraine situation, and it looks like they're trying to pave the way. Now this is this is just a speculation on my part based on on this finding. They're, they're saying that um, they want Vladimir Putin to not only take over Ukraine, but also Germany. It sounds like they're trying to push a narrative that, uh, yeah, you had the terrorists involved there, but maybe these are Russian plants. Maybe, um, you, you get what I'm saying? They're, they're, they're trying oh, to yeah. form a narrative to try mm -hmm. to, if, if there's any kind of engagement between them and Russia, uh, and they 
then they can justify it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I don't buy it. I don't buy any of it. I don't. These are these are known liars. These are people that have lied to you over the last three years about everything. And going back further than that in the United States, this is the same Justice Department that Bruce was mentioning earlier. This is the same Justice Department that lied to you and tried to create all of this crap with the Trump-Russia collusion. Do you remember that? Or have we forgotten that already? The Christopher Steele dossier? No, no, that that was taken care of. They 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 got the the single Russian agent that was involved in that. They they got him. It, it's good. It, it, right. They, they solved it. Right. It, it, it's fine. Right. Meanwhile, in China, and I suppose we can segue here. This is what's going on. Fully loaded trucks stretch for miles, stuck in their tracks. Nearly a dozen Chinese provinces have ordered highway closures as a means to combat rising virus spread. But those orders have left truck drivers in a tough situation. Some say they made long-distance drives en route to their destinations, but once they got there, they weren't allowed to get off the highway. Others were even asked to turn around and go back where they came from or were put in quarantine. Videos circulating online reveal more about what's going on. One of those videos was shared Sunday to an official account run by the local government of Zhejiang province. It zooms in on one truck driver from Shanghai and how his trip was brought to a sudden halt. Shanghai is currently battling a rising surge of infections. Making contact with people coming from Shanghai has been deemed highly risky and likely to result in getting sick. Because of it, anyone coming from the megacity is subject to strict isolation measures, including not being allowed to get out of their trucks. It's been half a month and I haven't gotten out of the truck. No way to change clothes, nothing to eat, but only some instant noodles. I got a box of noodles. Now only a few packs left. Many of the impacted truckers face another problem, the fact that they've been physically sealed inside their cabins. That's including the truckers carrying aid shipments. On top of that, many have their contact tracing apps checked regularly and are required to get tested for COVID-19. And there's more. Some of these truckers have been tasked with delivering aid supplies to Shanghai. Is it more hyped up fear or is it legitimate? Because I think they tried to hype up fear the first time and now they're going to try and do it again. China's got a lot of problems. They have a lot of problems. We'll talk about those here in a second. But this isn't the only video we're seeing out of China. This is, of course, from uh, I believe it's NTD uh, or NTD. Uh, And then you've got... Other videos that we were seeing over the weekend out of Shanghai, people are graphic as it is. People are throwing themselves out of their uh, apartment buildings from like the 20th and 30th floors. It's pretty terrible. And then you've got uh, families that are being separated. We saw uh, videos of that earlier uh, of, of what's going on there. And you know what? Here's the deal. We said over the summer, last summer, we said actually, no, it was in the fall. I'm sorry. It was in the fall. We said in the fall of last year that China only netted 40% of their harvest. That's exactly what we said. And others were saying that too. It wasn't just us. What did you expect was going to happen? We said back then, China has no food. They're not going to openly admit that on the world stage. Of course they're not, let alone to their own population. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So what do we have? Instead, oh, we've got COVID. China also has a problem economically, don't they? They're not as strong as they'd like you to think that they are. Oh, we're going to start doing business in Yuan. With a failing economy? I don't think so. What you have is you have a failing real estate market, Evergrande. Anybody remember that? It's now spread to their energy sector. So you've got two thirds of the country that have rolling blackouts constantly, even though they have a new coal fire plant coming online every 15 minutes. And then you've got a food problem. Now you've got a logistics problem on top of that. Then you've got a manufacturing problem. We were being told around, uh, I want to say it was right after the fall, we were being told that they were expecting, as in they, I'm talking investors and things like that, they were being told that they were expecting China to economically collapse second quarter of 2022. Guess what it is? We just started the second quarter of 2022. So is it legitimate? Is it not? The only thing I can say for absolute certainty is this is going to cause other problems around the world because we've got, for whatever reason, uh, an economic dependency on China because, well, we're opportunist capitalists and that's what we do. So we've moved everything over there. And now that they, the Chinese Communist Party, have decided to do this uh, zero COVID policy. Well, if they go down, they're going to take everybody else with them, aren't they? That's how it's going to be. Is the problem that they're having in China really COVID? 
Because you know if they had the death numbers, if they had the death numbers, if China had the death numbers, they would be hopping up that fear like they did the first time. They would have the mobile crematorium trucks running around. They'd have smokestacks coming up. They'd have bodies stacked up in the hospitals. They'd have dead people laying in the streets. But they don't have it, do they? No. See, if you're just testing positive for COVID using the ridiculous PCR test, if you're testing positive for that in Shanghai, you're being dragged out of your home and hauled off to a quarantine center while your pet is executed in the streets because they're keeping him safe. If your kid tests positive and you don't test positive, they take your kid and send him to an encampment. You know what the problem is, Bruce? Clearly. It's, it has to be obvious to you, right? It has to be obvious to you why they're having such a big problem. Shanghai has a 90% vaccination rate, supposedly. The whole city's on lockdown. People are being dragged out of their homes. Hell, people are throwing themselves out of buildings because it's so terrible. The conditions are so bad. You said that you heard an interview of somebody that was in Shanghai. Do you want to talk about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's, um, he's an Australian uh, living in, in Shanghai currently. And they were saying that um, this was only supposed to last uh, four days. They're in two weeks now. Most people there, um, you you only buy like two or three days worth of groceries because that's all you can you can carry in one go. Um, many of them don't have vehicles. Um, if they do have anything, it's like a bike or a, a scooter or something like that. So you, you can't really load those down with a bunch of groceries. But the problem was when the government announced the lockdown, the shops had already closed. So people weren't able to go in and, and panic buy, if you will and to try to buy enough food for three days. Um, they weren't even allowed that. So when the news came out, the shops were already closed. They couldn't do anything. Um, it, all they could do is write it out. And then the government goes around and basically seals you up. Um, you're sealed into a into your house. Now, you're not actually like sealed in what, like they were doing in the early part of the pandemic where they were actually welding you in. Um, this is actually, they just put a... a a paper seal on your house like and if you break the, the paper seal right if you break the paper seal which you can easily do you can easily get through it um they will arrest you and you will get sent to a gulag basically they're calling it covid um you know quarantine camps or whatever the hell they're calling it more of a flowery name than uh, a gulag but it, it's basically a gulag it, it seems to me now if you're a regime that uh doesn't care about human life and you're short on food, but you're in the middle of a pandemic and you can you could say it's a pandemic. You could starve part of your population, thin out the weaker among you, if you will, reducing the, the amount of food you need until you can, you know, get things a little bit more stable, get a new crop in or whatever. And then, uh, you know, go about things. I mean, they, they, they <laughs> this is the same country that had the one child policy and was aborting uh, any kids that you had that were. A uh, 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 female, I think it was, wasn't yeah, it? Was uh, yeah. it? And now yeah. look at their demographic problem. They have a they have a horrible yeah. demographic problem. Yeah, they they actually have uh, game shows over there that are like dating shows, and it's a bunch of desperate guys trying to get you know. It, it, it's kind of like the Bachelorette, I think, here in in the West. God. It's kind of that idea, but it's because there's such a shortage of women that it's it's like there's like two or three guys to every one woman or something i mean yeah, the ratio is pretty disparaging and yeah. so starting a family is very difficult over there um yeah because of that well that's when you when you sign on to uh, globalist policies and and policies like the club of rome and the rockefeller foundation uh and the gates foundation this is what you get it's all about depopulation that's what it is if you've got a society of only allowing males to be born what do you think that's going to do? There's no propagation of the species. Uh, I hate to tell you, but uh, your society, your uh, your population's on self-destruct if you're nothing but a single sex. That's the way it is. It's just the way it is. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Bruce, you know what the problem is here, right? You know why they're having these COVID case outbreaks. In <laughs> I'm trying to do this with a straight face. You know why they're having these outbreaks in Shanghai, right? You know why they're they're doing that. Because like I said, they've got a 90% vaccination rate. You know what? I'm not even gonna try and I'm not even gonna try and, and explain this. I'm gonna let one of the experts uh, explain it. I'm gonna let the sainted Dr. Anthony Fauci explain it. Yes, he's back, and this is what he had to say. How concerning is the outbreak in China? We see the lockdown in Shanghai and the State Department now ordering families out, all non-essential workers out of Shanghai. Well, China has has a number of problems, two of which are that their complete lockdown 
which was their approach, a strictest lockdown that you'd never be able to implement in the United States. Although that prevents the spread of infection. And remember, early on, they were saying, and I think accurately, that they were doing better than almost anybody else. But lockdown Uh, has its consequences. You use lockdowns to get people vaccinated so that when you you open up, (laughs) you won't have a surge Mm. Of infections because you're dealing with uh-huh. an immunologically naive Except population naive to the virus population. because they've yeah. not really been exposed because of the lockdown. The problem is that the vaccines that they've been using are not uh-huh. nearly as effective as the vaccines that are used in the United States, the UK, EU, oh. and other places. Oh, you see now, you see, Bruce, the reason that they're having these problems is because the vaccines that they're using aren't nearly as effective as the ones that are being used here in the West. Yeah. So uh, first off, my first reaction to that was he just called you stupid. But if you were to and naive, uh, well, that's what I'm meaning. He he said you're uh, naive. To, if if you listen to the wordage, I could give him the benefit of the doubt and say he's meaning this is a novel coronavirus and your body has no defense against it which is a load of bs by the way um but anyway i'll give him that one uh because whatever i i agree the the chinese vaccine uh versus covid19 is not as effective as the mrna vaccines that are here in the west i agree absolutely they're not as effective what he doesn't define there is what it's effective at doing what was it do what 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 is it, what are you referencing that it's so effective at you allude and kind of beat around the bush and talk about it and and you as a listener um you know obviously you're going to think well he he means efficacy of fighting against the the virus right because that's what we're talking about is a virus but again machiavellian speak i think they were very effective and when you hear about some of the science um behind it basically uh the spike protein that they're using uh so your body already uses uh, mRNA tech, right? Your body, it, the mRNA technology is based off of what already naturally occurs. Your body creates the, what's it called? The, the uh, lipids, the, all, the, all the stuff that's involved with this vaccine, right? That technology is based off of the real thing. The problem is the vaccine is synthetic. The naturally occurring version is basically your body gets rid of it or it dissipates or whatever within um, the the longest time listed was four hours. Okay, so within four hours, your body has um, gotten rid of that, uh, whatever the the, the purpose of it, repair or um, whatever it was, uh, it's gotten rid of within four hours. Now, here's the problem. The synthetic version of that does not dissipate. There's only one paper that's done any research on this, and they did it for 60 days. But they stopped at the 60-day mark to publish their findings. We, we haven't continued this on. For 60 days, this uh, synthetic mRNA was still in patient systems, still producing spike protein. 60 days. And they stopped uh, uh, measuring that at 60 days because, they, like I said, they wanted to get the paper out. So if it continues making the, the spike proteins... This explains the blood clotting, the strokes, the, the neurological disorders that we're seeing. It, this explains the cancer increases we're seeing, which is that's another thing that uh, the interview that I had watched on this. That's what he was saying. Does this so, also include myocarditis? This includes myocarditis because it's in, the spike proteins are continuing to be produced. And one of the locations that this spike protein wants to go is straight to the heart. So, yeah. It, it, it's it, it's the so the spike protein, the, the, the binders that that's involved, uh, which is the spike protein, it wants to bind to certain cells. Those cells are your lungs, your heart, testicles, ovaries. Uh, I believe it's certain brain tissue and also your eyes, I think, is another one. Um, and lo and behold, uh, if you look at VAERS, all of those are issues with um, which lines up the with, vaccine. Yeah, which lines up all of those things that you just mentioned. All of that lines up with exactly what the research paper we looked at from the University of, of Galveston, or excuse me, the University of Texas at Galveston, uh, the bio research lab down there. Everything lines up with exactly that. All of those things. Yep. That's why you 
have heard reports of celebrities having problems with like their vision being impaired for a time, or they had uh, some kind of myocarditis, or they had some kind of uh, um, other pains throughout the body, headaches, you know, those kind of things. It, it, it's all because of uh, these spike proteins are continuing to be made. Now, he does specify in this interview that people that took the first two jabs they're not seeing as many problems in that group. Where they're seeing the problems is in the third and fourth jab people. They're the ones where they're seeing a lot of problems. Now, obviously, because we're all different, our bodies will react differently to, to this. But basically what he's saying is, is it's destroying the immune system, the T cell response. It's causing the immune system to basically not see the spike protein as a threat anymore or as a invader. It, it, it Eventually, the, the body accepts it, right, if you will. And that's causing uh, an increase in cancers. That's where you're seeing the increase of things like myocarditis. It's not just your body reacting and and trying to attack the spike protein. It's the spike protein itself merging with those uh, cells. And it's causing inflammation and those kind of things. And then your body responds to it and so on and so forth. But I, I agree to, to circle back. I agree with Fauci. It, about it's not uh, being effective. Not as effective. It's, it's not, not as effective. effective. It's not as effective, yeah. but maiming and killing people. Yes, you're you're right. Yeah. It's it's not. Which, like I said, where's the deaths? Where, where are the deaths? There are none. At least none that we can see. Uh, because you know, if they were having mass death, then it would be everywhere. Especially the way that they're behaving. Well, actually, they they are having deaths. Uh, the problem is, is the deaths they're having, they don't want to talk about because yeah, it's among the vaccinated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no injuries, no deaths, comrade. No injuries, no deaths. Okay. Um, let's spend the last few minutes here. Uh, we're we're going to kick out of here a few minutes early. But let's spend the last few minutes here discussing Elon Musk. Uh, we talked about him the other day. He is, well, he was in the process of taking a seat on the Twitter board and then he refused it. And after he refused it, he said, no, I'm going to I'm going to try and buy more shares. And then he offered to buy out the entire company. And he offered, I think it was fifty four dollars a share is what he offered, which is much higher than I would have given uh, if I had that kind of money. I would have given, I think, um, I don't know, five cents because I think that's all the company's worth uh, with their values that they project. However, a, a Saudi prince who is one of their largest shareholders has said, nope, he's not going to allow it which I believe you told me that that's not even possible. He can't even, like one person can't even do that. Uh, he said that that's not, uh, that's not something that he's willing to entertain. Musk was on a TED Talk the end of last week, and he said that, uh, he was asked this question. He says, this is the question that was asked to him. If in this case you are not successful and that the board does not accept your offer, you've said you won't go higher. Is there a plan B? He smiled and said, there is. What could he possibly do? Um, I'm... I, I don't know when it comes to like uh, these kind of takeovers and whatnot. I'm not sure all of what he can do. Um, that fifty four dollar he he offered fifty four dollars and twenty cents per share. That uh -huh. is a thirty thirty eight percent above what the trading trading price was on April first. As of let's see the blah 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 on Thursday. So today, uh, as of recording, it's forty five dollars and eighty one cents. So it's still above share price. The, the the price didn't change much between that announcement and everything. It would be interesting to see if he tries, if he does take it over. The board basically said the response would be in the best interest of all Twitter's stockholders uh, is what, what they said. So it sounds like they're probably not going to go along with it because uh, it, it, they'll lose their sacred cow. This is their... Their sacred cow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is one of if you're thinking of this as a cult, right? If you think of the left as a religion, as a cult, this uh, is one of their altars. Is. Yeah, it, Twitter is true. one of their altars, and, and that is true. You cannot give it up. I mean, just like CNN is one of their their altars as well. If you look at the the whole CNN Plus fiasco, ten thousand users is all they got. If it was a free market, CNN would not exist at all. MSNBC, ABC, all of those would not exist as a news That's agency. True. That's true. So. They're just sacred cows at this point. It's just uh, uh, part of their cult. It's a it's a mouthpiece. No different for Twitter. Twitter is just it's just a means for the left to have an echo chamber and to to uh, push the narrative that see look people on Twitter. This is this is the the um uh the the city square right. This is this is the the public square right where where everybody goes and talks and see all of Twitter is saying this leftist view you know, insert leftist view here, 
and and they can say this is obviously this is how the the majority think and then they try to make you feel like you're out of place for for contradicting what people on twitter say and it, it's kind of a, a a means to try to uh sway you know a, a social engineering kind of a thing but if they were to lose that and then have someone like elon musk come in and say look we're gonna have freedom of speech on this network and then you start having critical thinkers go in and challenge these leftists. All those crying closets going to be full. That's true. <laughs> I like the sacred cow. That's good. That's good. The sacred cow. It's kind of like the uh, it's kind of like the homeless bum in the streets of San Francisco and L.A. That's the sacred cow of the uh, uh, of the established order that runs the city. You can't touch them, right? You can't do anything with them. You, they're the yeah. sacred cow. You just leave them alone. Which, by the way, they're actually. I did see today that the uh, the city elite in L.A. are being targeted by uh, street thugs uh, and homeless people, uh, and they're being robbed. I'm I'm for law and order, but couldn't happen to a better people. And do you know what I say to that? I say sorry, not sorry, because. You're the people. And believe me, I, I, I'm all for, as, as you're saying, I'm all for law and order. But I'm not sorry because you're the people that gave to those politicians. You're the people that campaigned for those politicians. You're the people that put on cocktail parties for those politicians. You're the ones that advocate for the radical agendas that those left-wing politicians promote. And they're the ones that allow those types of gangs to flourish and to come to your home and to rob you. That is the city that you created. I feel no bit of remorse in that sense. I don't. Because that's the society you want to live in. Anyway, yeah, so the CNN thing, I, I pulled this. I, didn't, I wasn't sure if we were actually going to get to it, but uh, I suppose we will since we're going to get out of here a few minutes early. But uh, I pulled this today. This is a list of eight things that are more popular than the CNN network. You mentioned yesterday that they had, uh, or day before yesterday, I think it was, they had 10,000 viewers. That was on their second day. Their first day, their launch day, they had 7,000. 7,000 viewers. Actually, I actually heard somebody this morning on another podcast say, you could put a video of a dead cat out there on YouTube and you'd get more than 10,000 views. on. <laughs> you really would. That you would. You, you would. would. And to give you an idea, and I kind of laughed at that, but to give you an idea, my God, we've got more views than we, we've got more views than that. <laughs> to, to give you an idea of what's more popular than CNN's network, these are eight things that have more of a following. Number one, a Kickstarter campaign for potato salad. They made more money, which was over $55,000, than CNN Plus did in their first month subscription fees, which was $2.99 a month at a discount. It was $6 a month, but they offered the 50% discount for active users. So there you go. A Kickstarter campaign for potato salad. Yeah, there you go. That's number one. Number two, in the U.S. alone, 10,386 people died by falling out of bed between 1999 and 2014. It's a bigger following. It's a bigger following. You have to admit it is a bigger following. And this goes along with the dead cat, I think. An Instagram account named Daily Otis that posts the same picture of a CGI cow every day and nothing else has 48,200 followers, which is nearly five times as many followers as CNN+. Plus. That's, <laughs> that's pretty bad. That is pretty bad. Even if you said half of those were bots that were just following that, it's still more than CNN. That's unbelievable. And they put, they put I want to say, I, I heard the statistic on it this morning, they put $400 million dollars into this, uh, into launching this network, this this plus network, four hundred million, and they got seven thousand viewers on the first day, and ten thousand the second day. I I don't know that this. We'll we'll see in the coming months whether this rings true or not. But CNN Plus might be a um actual like free market kind of endeavor, and because it failed, it, this may get swept under the rug and never happened. But at the same time, it may not, and this may be. This may be seen as a another way to have a mouth mouthpiece out there Could for be. their elite groups, if you will. I don't Could know. Be. We'll, we'll see. Number four. According to Wikipedia, the tiny island of Tavalu has more residents, meaning 11,900, which is more than the people that actively use CNN+. Plus. A YouTube video, uh, n number five, a YouTube video of paint drying. And that's it. Literally, it's it's paint drying. Has more viewers. It has 1.1 million viewers on average at any given time. Paint drying. <laughs> 
you know, we use that as kind of like an analogy. You know, we, we kind of say that it, it just as a phrase in, in English as, oh, I'd rather watch paint dry. You know, in this case, you'd literally rather watch paint dry than watch CNN+. Plus. Number six, during Christmas, the North American Aerospace Defense Command, or NORAD, handles over 130,000 phone calls from children on the whereabouts of Santa Claus, which is more viewers than CNN has. Number seven, over 118 million are estimated to be subscribed to play World of Warcraft, a popular video game. Number eight, in 2016, the Australian Bureau of Statistics found that there were close to 48,000 Jedi in the country of Australia. And I say that, and Bruce is laughing as he's wearing his Star Wars shirt. Yeah, that's actually true. I am wearing a Star Wars shirt. Yeah. Are you in Australia right now? <laughs> is that what you're doing? Is that, is that where you are? If 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 I were that much of a Star Wars nerd, which I am, uh, I would not be a Jedi. I have to ask, what would you be? One of two things, uh, either a Mandalorian or a, a Stormtrooper. Okay, I know what the second one is. I don't know what the first one is. And we're not going to get down into the thing of Star Wars right now because you and Ned um, do that and it drives me bonkers. It's the... Boba Fett, Jango Fett. Um, okay, I know that. I know the bounty the clones, hunter. Yeah, I know. The, and yeah, I know the clone thing because I, I saw it was like episode two or something. I, I or maybe it was three. I, I don't know. I can't remember whatever the Clone Wars yeah. was. That's two yeah. and three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, the first, they're, they're the first both, six, the first six were solid. I loved them. I, I thought they were great, especially the originals. That well, those are uh, that was mm -hmm. four, five, mm -hmm. and six. Those were fantastic. Yeah. I loved them. I mean, I grew up on those. Those were those were classics. And then the episode one, two, and three, I thought they did amazing with those. Yeah. And then I somewhere too, along the line, man, they just went nuts. And then with the whole Disney the thing now, one. not interested. The seventh one, I'll give them two. That was uh, Rogue One. I'll give them that one as well because that was a that was in between three and four. That was kind of the linking story about the the uh -huh. um, uh, agents that went in and got the Death Star plans. Okay, I, I'll All give right. them that one. That yeah, one because they never did good. explain that. Yeah, they never did explain. Yeah. That. Yeah. In the fourth one. Anyway. Okay. Uh, we're going to go ahead and kick out of here a few minutes early. Even though we are recording this on Thursday, and the reason we're recording this on Thursday is because we wanted to get a little bit of a jump start. We wanted to get ahead because of Good Friday and the Easter holiday weekend. So uh, when uh, when we say, we hope you have a happy Easter, that means, yeah, that's, yeah. So we, we hope that everybody has, because you're going to hear this on, uh, you're going to hear this on Monday. Uh, for those of you who are on Telegram, you're going to get it uh, on Saturday. So for those of you who would like to drop us a line, we would love to hear from you. Please do so anytime by dropping us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would humbly ask you to pass this along to five friends. That's all, just five friends. You know someone you're trying to wake up. You know someone you're trying to get to think on their own. We would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. I want to thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all of the listeners. For those of you who are listening to us on Saturday, and hope you have a very happy Easter. Those of you who are listening to us on Monday, we hope that you you had a very happy Easter with your families and we will see you tomorrow.